setting fire to the stoner stereotype, sparking up candid conversations with cannabis researchers, entrepreneurs, and advocates. Educator, author, and advocate Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Please welcome the host of Burning Issues, Dr. Mitch Earlywine. I'm Dr. Mitch Earlywine. Thanks for joining me on Burning Issues. As many of you know, I'm Professor of Psychology at the University of Albany author of the book Understanding Marijuana, published by Oxford University Press, chair of the executive board at the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, and I pen the High Times column, Ask Dr. Mitch. I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. Today, we'll have a discussion about vaporizers with Firefly executives Mark Williams and Sasha Robinson. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thanks so much, Dr. Earlywine. It's a pleasure to join you. I published some of the first data on vaporizers and respiratory symptoms, and I really want to thank you guys for your hard work. I feel super vindicated every time I see your product and really get a kick out of it. It's a little ironic that we're actually on a show called Burning Issues since the Firefly doesn't really burn anything, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It is, uh, we, we took great pains to make sure it's digitally governed um, to not exceed 400 Fahrenheit because in addition to uh, not wanting to burn, we also don't want people to be exposed to pre-combustion byproducts, which uh, can also be uh, uh, things to avoid. So it's interesting because these are respiratory irritants, and I feel like lung function is one of the big issues that the prohibitionists often bring up. So I'm super uh, glad to have this technology. Can you kind of tell me about your impressions of vaporizers before you guys got on board in the business? My first impression of a vaporizer was one that I know you're quite familiar with because you did the original testing of it, the volcano vaporizer. Um, and I was exposed to that, and, and it uh, really opened my eyes um, because, I, I, first of all, I, I personally liked the effects uh, a lot better than smoking. I liked the feeling that there was a lot less body load, um, and, and I, I saw right away that it was the future of, of um, high-speed delivery of, of cannabis, um, uh, among other things. So we, what we didn't like uh, was the product experience itself, um, and without getting into that uh, too much, um, we just didn't think it was a mass market type of product. Uh, we thought it was too much of a of a commitment in terms of size, space, and uh, and the lifestyle connotations that it suggests. So we thought to ourselves, hey, what if what, let's design something that we would want in our lives, something that fits um, the use our use model and and patterns of life and and those uh, of the folks that we know around us. Um, so we started a journey that. Uh, that uh, four and a half years ago, or actually about five years ago, that's led us here to this day. So, Sasha, do you remember your first vaporizer experiences and have any impressions? Absolutely. I mean, I think the uh, the early ones that we were looking at um, when we first started thinking about the the company and think, thinking about this area, um, you know, the volcano, as Mark mentions, there was also the vapier. Um, that's the one that actually really sticks out for me. The 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 vapier was kind of a you know maybe foot tall sort of black plastic, um, I don't know, just really very aggressive looking tool um, that didn't actually function that well, but did the, did the job. I and mean, it was, um, you know, you plugged it in, you had to keep it kind of very near the, the outlet. Um, 
And it was really just something where I, I took one look at it and I was like, wow, this can be so much better. Uh, we can do something here. Um, there's really an opportunity to provide people something that they actually want to use rather than something like this that they're getting that's really kind of a glorified piece of lab equipment. Uh, I mean, and I tried some of the, the early sort of like Vapor Brothers boxes as well, um, which are really kind of more like a, almost like a soldering iron. They've got a little a dial on it and you kind of find your right temperature, but, you know, you're never really quite sure if you've got it right. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, most people, um, when they're approaching this, they just want the experience. They don't really want to have to fiddle with it. They don't want to um, sort of keep a big piece of equipment out on the table. You know, all of those things that we were looking at in our lives were like, well, okay, you know, I want something that's better than this. I want something that's especially portable, something that's, you know, discreet, something that I'm not afraid to have out on my coffee table or um, something like that, that, you know, just looks like it fits more in my lifestyle. That's super. Is there something magic about this 400 degree temperature? Uh, there's, there, it's, I wouldn't quite call it magic, but I would say that, that it, it, we, we chose it um, uh, as a balance point to uh, be high enough that you would be very likely to vaporize all the constituent parts of the materials that you would choose to vaporize, um, that you could, you could get all the active ingredients and flavors uh, without getting into the pre-combustion zone of about 415 degrees, 410, 415, 420 degrees is where uh, pre-combustion, it's been well studied in tobacco, for instance, uh, pre-combustion starts to happen then, and you can have um, uh, very unpleasant, even though you're not producing uh, uh, little hot coals or burning embers, you are producing uh, chemicals that are essentially cancerous. Uh, and that uh, we 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 don't have any data on that applying to cannabis, but we know it to be true for tobacco. So we we never want to offer any. We never wanted to offer any product to our users that could uh, that would um, uh, introduce introduce them to anything that that could potentially harm them. So we set it at 400 as a conservative ceiling uh, to make sure that we basically never endangered our users' health. It's, as best we as best, as best we can understand it at the time. It's it's great actually because it does seem like there are markedly fewer respiratory irritants under these circumstances, and yet you guys have a thickness to the vapor that I feel like other companies don't have. Did you want to make that kind of a target? Was that one of your goals? I, I'd say that uh, yes. I, so absolutely uh, yes, it was, Mitch. Um, it, it was it it was one of our goals, and and improving it uh, every chance we get remains one of our our goals and top top priorities. Um, but but it was it was less about I'd say even the the thickness of the vapor, and more about wanting to offer the whole plant. Uh, that's what was actually really interesting to us because we we don't view plants as being um, single dimensional things. We view them as having many 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 constituents, all of which have an interplay with each other. Um, so uh, so just getting thick vapor is not enough. We wanted vapor that basically was extracting. Um, or, or characteristic of the whole plant. So, for instance, uh, contains the terpenes that vaporize down around 200 Fahrenheit. Um, contains uh, things like CBD, uh, which is in the lower 300 Fahrenheit. Uh, and then contains other active ingredients that, that, uh, that we all know about that are in the upper 300s. But given that there are, I, geez, I, you know this better than me, but at last count, was it 85 identified cannabinoids? Indeed, indeed. Um, uh, none of those, as it turns out, has the exact same vaporization point because it turns out uh, that a lot of those molecules have different atomic weights. 
i.e. heavier molecules tend to vaporize at higher temperatures because they weigh more. Um, lighter molecules tend to vaporize at lower temperatures because they weigh less. Um, so we've always been interested in, in developing a technology, uh, and we've done that with the Firefly, that allows you to enjoy the whole plant, whether or not um, uh, it's got flavors that vaporize at 200 Fahrenheit or active ingredients that vaporize at around 400 Fahrenheit. Uh, and that's really what we're in pursuit of. I realize the whole plant experience is an incredible goal. You guys must have started out with uh, the standards like butane. Can you kind of tell me about how the heating elements developed? You know, we started with thinking uh, butane was really the right vehicle uh, because it's, it's super energy dense. Um, and actually, you know, going back to some of the earlier vapor, uh, vaporizer experiences, there was a vaporizer out at that time called the, the Iolite. Um, which was a butane-powered um, vaporizer that was built by a company that does, you know, butane soldering torches. And again, you know, the, being able to produce the, the heat is actually a really important aspect. And at that point, you know, battery technology, battery technology has changed a lot since then, for sure. Um, and that, at that point, we, were, we didn't think that batteries had enough energy density to really deliver the kind of experience that we wanted. Um, and then we actually just started looking at it. We started going into to butane. What we realized was actually the butanes are very, very hard to control. Um, and one of the things we've realized as well is that actually heating is only one of the aspects of creating a, a great vaporizer, especially a portable experience, because um, you actually have to keep the device cool. You're trying to create a, a system in your hand that goes up to 400 degrees, and, and yet you can still hold it. Um, so you need to be able to actually you know, efficiently use that energy that you're creating and actually focus it uh, and then control it, actually, and in our case, control it very, very, at a very, very detailed level so we can provide, um, as Mark was saying, that full spectrum of flavor. Uh, because as Mark was saying, actually, it's not just the 400. I mean, you know, there's a lot of vaporizers out there that are kind of more the oven style, where you create an oven, you create a little metal bowl that you heat up to a set temperature. And the challenge is those more, those more volatile, um, especially the flavor compounds, actually will decompose under higher temperatures. So we've wanted a system that was so responsive that on every single inhale, you're getting a full spectrum of temperature. So the Firefly and the way we designed our heating coil um, was, you know, closer to... Um, actually, it just had never really existed before, so even the butane systems didn't approach it at all. Um, but when we got into the electric, we realized that with electric, we could actually have such fine-grained control over the temperature uh, if we actually went beyond the power level that most other vaporizers were limited to at that time, which is about 4 watts. Um, and actually, most vaporizers, uh, especially the oven-style ones, are about 4 watts right now. And they take actually, about Sasha, can we, can we get to your 50 watts after a word from our sponsors? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I sure appreciate it. It's Dr. Mitch Earlywine at Burning Issues, and we're talking to Firefly executives Mark Williams and Sasha Robinson. We'll have more about the whole plant experience after these messages. More Burning Issues coming up after we blaze through these words from our sponsors. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis bringing you fact-based news and views, and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. 
If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Kieran at Karcher Insurance at 702-292-2909. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network, CannabisRadio.com. Time to fan the fire on some more burning issues only on CannabisRadio.com. All right. It's Dr. Mitch Earlywine with Burning Issues, and we're back with Mark Williams and Sasha Robinson from Firefly Vaporizers. And Sasha was elaborating on the power and the whole plant experience in the Firefly Vaporizer. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about actually the development of the Firefly and kind of our design goals as well. And really for us, um, you know, we really wanted to, to provide what we thought was the highest um, quality of vapor that you could get from a portable. And to do that, we really created a vaporizer that was much higher power than anything that had been out on the market before. Um, and even today, almost every vaporizer that's out on the market is about four watts and we run at 50 watts. And what that does is that allows us to do um, instant heating. Uh, so we heat up um, our coil um, over about two seconds. The coil goes from room temperature to about 1,800 degrees. But because it's a pure convection vaporizer, we're actually only heating the air, and that 1,800 degrees never touches the material itself. So we're actually pulling um, air that starts out at room temperature and then goes to a, a, a digitally controlled temp- maximum temperature of 400 um, in every single inhale. So as we were discussing earlier, the, the more volatile components of, of the plant material actually vaporize at lower temperatures than some of the active ingredients. So just real quick, Sasha, because some of us don't remember Ohm's law, what <laughs> would it mean to say, okay, 50 watts compared to 4 watts? Yeah, so it's really it's 10 times the actual instantaneous power. So that means that um, we can, for instance, heat up uh, in 5 seconds, whereas other vaporizers take about uh, a minute to 2 minutes. Now, that's uh, something I can understand, heating up in five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, and actually, even that's, you know, we, we actually heat up, uh, the coil itself heats up in about a second to two seconds. Um, and then there's the air itself that needs to be heated. So, you know, it's really taking that power and focusing it. Um, and, you know, you can see with a, with a light bulb, you know, that there's a, there's a, there are dim lights and there are bright lights. Um, and for us, we wanted to, to deliver... Um, a super, super rich vapor in response for whenever the user was actually desiring it. Rather than having to wait for the device, we wanted the device to be ready for you whenever you were ready. I so, know that's been one of the big complaints of folks on, on other things is that heat up time. 
I'm curious, though, does this really take a beating on your battery? It, it does push the batteries. I mean, and that was one of the, um, the initial aspects for us that was a real big challenge was to find, uh, as a small company, to find a battery manufacturer that would work with us because we really, we were the only company and we still are the only company that's actually pushing custom batteries because we really wanted to push the power envelope. Um, we think actually delivering a much higher power experience gives the user what they really want, which is a more instantaneous experience. Um, and that's actually really important to us. And um, so, yeah, we've, we've been working with that and actually really pushing the, 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 the technology and batteries. Um, and we actually, you know, just recently, in the, as of September, got even a whole new battery manufacturer online that's a much higher quality that we're much more excited about. And what really that speaks to as well is that we designed our product to have a replaceable battery. So the replaceable battery allows us to actually replace that component with better technology as we can, we can bring that to market. So I wanted to emphasize that sounds super eco-friendly, too. Yes, because then you're not actually capturing this, this toxic thing inside plastic or metal that can't be recycled. So for us, it was really important as well to be able to recycle the batteries because they are consumables. Um, lithium batteries right now just have a, have a very limited lifetime. It's just a basic aspect of the chemistry. So we really wanted that part to actually be something that could be changed out by the users because we want this product to actually be something that people use for years. We really do. Um, and to do that, you actually need to be able to replace the battery. Uh, and almost all the other vaporizers that have captured batteries, people will, after a year, you know, and sometimes even less of use, they will notice significant, um, up to 50% degraded um, lifetime of that battery. And that's just what happens when you're pushing the batteries. So for us, it was very important to have a replaceable one so that as we really see new technologies and as users continue to use it, that they can actually just slip in a new one and it will actually improve their experience uh, without having to throw away their whole device. I got to emphasize, too, having two of them makes for a completely seamless experience. It does, Mitch. I, I agreed. In fact, uh, our default uh, um, package on our website, uh, www.thefirefly.com, we basically sell the Firefly uh, on our website with the battery and an, ex- and an extra battery and an external charger uh, because essentially that, that enables the use model of whenever your battery is out of juice, no problem. It takes literally two seconds to swap in a new battery um, that you've got and then put that old battery in the external charger. It'll charge up in under 45 minutes, which is best in class in this space uh, by, by a long shot. Um, and we found that charging in 45 minutes is, is uh, uh, plenty fast enough to um, outpace how fast you drain the other battery. So um, the, the double battery, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up and thanks, thanks for doing so. The double battery model is, is uh, the way to go. Once you go that way, you never go back for sure. Uh, I, I definitely second that. The clincher here, too, is these are beautiful, you guys. The machine itself is sleek and gorgeous. Can you tell me about some of the decisions that went into that? Well, thank you for the compliment. We, we, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, as Sasha said before, we wanted to make something that was not a throwaway product. Uh, we don't believe in that philosophically. We wanted to make something that, that people would be happy to have out on their coffee table. Uh, and part of that is it, it's really an, an expression of our cultural values that we don't think there's anything to be ashamed of in vaporizing what you want to vaporize. Uh, we come from the perspective of, hey, we're all adults. Let's choose what we want to do or not, and that's our own personal choice and responsibility. And it's okay to have uh, something that's in your life out on your coffee table if someone comes by, and, and you can be proud that you're making a good choice. Uh, that, that, you, you, that you're, you're prioritizing um, 
uh, a better way to uh, to enjoy your your plant materials than burning. Um, I really and, think this does send a great message that hey, fire is for the cavemen. You know, we're onto something new here. <laughs> thanks, thanks. It, 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 it's interesting. We definitely wanted to. We uh, the reason the, the reason we called it the firefly. Um, uh, with Nat, you, you bring up fire, is that we wanted people to have an analogous uh, experience, a, a touch point that would be familiar and relatable. So uh, we took a lot of effort to make it so that the firefly, when you actually press the heating button, the actual you can see the light of the heating element through the glass bowl. It actually glows like a firefly or like a pipe, which is essentially what it was replacing. Um, so it was very important for us to, to be able to tap into the, that, that, uh, that, that knowingness and that emotional connection with, uh, the methods, uh, with methods that people previously used without them having to actually burn anything anymore. Oh, it's got the warm glow of the campsite still there. I really think it's wonderful. <laughs> Is there a way that I know listeners are going to want to get in touch with you guys or at least uh, see uh, the range of the products and the website itself? Can you give us all those details? Yes, thanks for asking. Uh, folks who are interested in more information on the Firefly can go to our website, which is www.thefirefly.com. That's thefirefly.com. Uh, and you can also go to our Facebook page, uh, search for Firefly Vaporizer, and you'll see a bunch of updates uh, that we uh, are posting there uh, with, with specials, deals, um, new information, um, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, so feel free to contact us. Uh, and if you want to contact us directly, our uh, email contact information is on our website, and we welcome all inquiries, uh, commentary, or engagement. So I just wanted to emphasize that the data really are on your side here. Uh, my lab has published uh, an experiment basically giving folks a vaporizer for a month and showing decreased respiratory irritation, increases in the amount of uh, air they can actually blow out of their lungs in a second, and increase in that total lung volume, the exact uh, amount of air your lungs can hold. And we saw that in literally just a month. I feel like a lot of folks who are using cannabis and are coughing or experiencing wheezing or shortness of breath, oftentimes they don't associate it with the cannabis. And I just really want to thank you guys for making these products available. It's really super. This is uh, Mitch Earlywine, and I'm super grateful to Firefly executives Mark Williams and Sasha Robinson. Thanks so much for being on the show, you guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. And thanks for all of your work as well. You've done really incredible work that has pushed this, uh, this whole space forward. It's, it's really been a pleasure, and I'm going to take a short break now, and I'll be back with uh, Persuading Prohibitionists. More burning issues coming up after we blaze through these words from our sponsors. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, panda and penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. 
Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, a fitness writer, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Like many of the million people who are living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every single day. And sometimes my nerves are so raw that if you brushed up against me in an elevator, I'd scream. I can't sleep at night from the pain, and sometimes the spasms in my legs are so intense they will wake me up throughout the night. I've tried the strongest prescription medications available, and I'm going to tell you, they do not work. In fact, they leave me in a stupor, and most of the time, it's impossible to even live your life. Now, I've tried medical marijuana, and I'm going to tell you something, it works. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. It's time to check in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The concierge for better living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. The concierge for better living with Doc Robb, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to fan the fire on some more burning issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, it's Dr. Mitch Earlywine. Thanks again for joining me on Burning Issues. This is a little segment I'd like to call Persuasion Points, where we're going to focus on encouraging compassion and justice and learn a few tricks from the persuasion research. Today, I'd really like to focus on marijuana arrests. Are they worth it? Everybody knows that marijuana is illegal, but few people think about marijuana arrests. Each year, we have around three-quarter of a million or so, and that's really more than one a minute. Over 85% of those are for simple possession, not busting a giant cartel, not even dealing, just simple possession, day after day and year after year. Is this how we want law enforcement officers spending their time? Well, let's think about it. Every marijuana arrest requires law enforcement time. It takes many a minute to drag people down to the police station, get them fingerprinted, and handle their paperwork. Any minute that a police officer spends on these tasks is time away from preventing violent crimes. Violent crimes like rape or murder. In fact, my friend Ted Shepard has relevant data on this. He shows that when marijuana arrests go up, so do motor vehicle thefts, and so does larceny. Larceny is really just a fancy word for stealing. Essentially, while police are fingerprinting some poor guy who was busted with an eighth, they can't also keep a jerk from stealing a car. Is this really what we want? And we don't have evidence that arrests have any impact on cannabis use or problems. Cannabis arrests are generally on the rise over the last 25 years, but we have more people who use higher concentrations of THC and generally less expensive plants than ever before. In some cases, we also have a decreasing respect for the law and a lot of concerns about racial profiling and biased enforcement. If we really want to eliminate cannabis problems, this doesn't seem to be the way. As my daughter Maya, who loves rhyme, often says, an arrest 
is less than best. If you're still with me, let's chat a second about persuasion as well. Note how this discussion focuses on key values rather than splitting hairs about the plant itself. I can argue all day long with prohibitionists about cannabis, but most people agree that we want to get the most out of our law enforcement time. That's why we want to appeal to an overarching value. Instead of asking if cannabis is harmful, we're asking if arrests are worth the money. Suddenly, we're getting people to think about a whole new question. In addition, I did resort to an old ploy from the memory and truth literature when I stole my daughter's expression, an arrest is less than best. Everyone knows that rhyming expressions are easier to remember. Nobody believes it, but they're also considered more accurate and true. So go for the big values and don't hesitate to rhyme. You can talk a lot of people into a lot of things and we'll be making the best of law enforcement time sooner rather than later. I'm Dr. Mitch Earlywine, and those are today's Persuasion Points. Do what's in your heart, and let the data be your guide. The opinions expressed on this Cannabis Radio Network program are those of the guests and hosts, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff or management of Cannabis Radio Network. Any rebroadcast or retransmission without proper consent of the Cannabis Radio Network is prohibited.